Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I uh, saw this as a perfect opportunity for us to talk further about the disagreements, conflict that exists between particularly Alberta and Saskatchewan and the federal government. And we've spoken, as you know, with Daniel Smith, the Premier of Alberta, on numerous occasions. Scott Moe, the Premier of Saskatchewan, as well. And they've laid out very clearly what their issues are with the Trudeau government. And I thought, given the fact that uh, COP22 is underway, we should maybe have a look at some of the um, historic challenges that have gone forward. And we just spoke with Ted Morton about that. And we're about to speak with Nathan Newdorf, the Alberta Minister of Development and Utilities. The minister's going to stay with us around to the bottom of the hour, and then we'll take some phone calls from you in Saskatchewan and Alberta, specifically after we have our conversation. But again, we have the Sultan Al-Jabbar, the president of COP28, getting into it with Mary Robinson, former UN Special Envoy for Climate Change, and saying, um, hey... There's really uh, no argument to be made for phasing out fossil fuels. I'm paraphrasing here. And let me quote now. Unless you want to take the world back into caves. You think about that. I mean, that really is uh, one heck of a, a mouthful from the president of COP28. Maybe we should have expected it. Uh, Minister Newdorf, thank you very much uh, for coming on the program. That surprise you, that that statement by the president of COP28? It's great to be here, Roy. Thank you. Uh, maybe a little bit that he was so bold, but uh, I'm glad that he he uh, pointed it out, that there's a lot of a lot of dependence on the, the oil and gas uh, resources that we have in, in this globe, more than just for, for fuels, but for so many other products that we use on a daily basis. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. The need isn't going to disappear. And that, as we've often said, is why the Chancellor of Germany and the Prime Minister of Japan came to Canada. They weren't here to just say, hi, how are you? Let's have a nice breakfast together. They were here looking for energy for their countries, and Mr. Trudeau sent the packing saying there's no business case to be made. Um, you're obviously in touch with the Premier, right? Yes. Uh, how, is she, how is she describing what's, what's going on over there now? Well, I think uh, she knew she was going into the lion's den, certainly, with uh, many of the 70,000 delegates having a, a radically or even partially different view than, than our province. We are trying to bring a message of responsibility that as a government of Alberta, of a, a province that has a, a large um, reserve of natural resources in this sec- sector, how do we develop that uh, responsibly and make sure that we are doing everything we can in a responsible and affordable way to bring down those emissions over an appropriate period of time? Yeah, and that's the argument that I've heard from the Premier and from the Premier of Saskatchewan. And it's I believe it's a sustainable argument, but it's just not something that the Liberal or Federal Government wants to hear. In fact, the Supreme Court of Canada uh, dismissed C-69, the so-called No More Pipelines Act. And they also, the federal court, set aside the uh, single-use plastics legislation. So they're not doing so well. Do you get a sense that uh, Mr. Gilbo is listening at all? Is he backing down at all? Or do you think he's all in? Well, I think he's all in, unfortunately. We would we would much rather have a, a federal counterpart that is willing to just listen to the unique cases that 
ultimately we want to get to the same same place, but we recognize that it's Albertans and Canadians that pay for that path, and we have to be ultimately responsible to them and with their tax dollars in in how we do this. And some of the technology that he's hoping to see just doesn't exist in a, an affordable form right now, and. And that's where I'm, I'm, I'm discouraged that even with the federal courts ruling in our favor, he doesn't appear to be backing down or even recognizing that uh, they've made some significant errors and oversteps here. Yeah, he calls it an opinion, Supreme Court opinion. The, the Supreme Court does not deal in opinions. He should know that. That's correct. Yeah. It, they either uh, support you or they say you lose. You either win or you lose when you go to the Supreme Court. Those are your only two options. Just want to uh, to run this past you, Minister. There's a, there's a massive opportunity here this country has, and Alberta is a key component in this, maybe the most com- key component, and that is the world needs our natural resources. They are available in abundance in, in Alberta. They are produced ethically. And they, if they're sold to market internationally where they're needed, would bring in billions of billions of dollars to support our social programs and our very much in difficulty healthcare system and just improve the opportunities for, for average Canadians. Am I missing anything there? No, I, I think you've uh, really nailed it. That, that is exactly what we'd love to do. There are challenges in in getting our resources to those markets, of course, and I think those are important conversations to have with multiple governments and our First Nations with consideration for the environments that that they cross. But again, I think the the former guest you had said Canada only contributes 1.5% of global emissions, but imagine if we could help tackle the other 98.5% of emissions by getting our, our cleaner LNG to, to those markets instead of using coal or or animal dung or, or whatever other um, fuels that they have currently. Yeah. But it's doable, right? I mean, you said it's, it's difficult and there are obstacles to overcome, but it's doable. And I know one of the real problems that we have in this country is interprovincial trade. We set up more barriers interprovincially than in many cases exist between competing nations, which is uh, frankly idiotic. But but that that can all be overcome with a, a degree of cooperation and an understanding of the need and tackling that need and making life better for Canadians. Absolutely. And that's what we seek to do, even though while we assert our responsibility and obligations under the Constitution to our Alberta residents, we understand that we're part of a greater country in Canada. And when we do work together, Man, it, we can achieve some incredible things, and I'm, I do hope that um, the federal government's listening to that. That listen, here are some areas where we're not willing to uh, give up our constitutionally prote- protected jurisdiction, but we do want to work with them to a common goal, but in a way that not only accomplishes our emissions reduction, also accomplishes the affordability uh, of that every day. Where where Albertans and Canadians are looking at their bills going up. So mm-hmm. cooperation, collaboration is key to this. Yeah. Well, the carve-out carve out of the carbon tax for Atlantic Canada has got all the provinces 
talking. Some of them are demanding the same for themselves. First Nations are now uh, taking the federal government to uh, federal court on this particular issue. It's going to be difficult for the feds to survive on this. And yet Mr. Gilbo uh, said he's going to unveil the gas and emissions cap in Dubai at COP28. He says oil and gas emissions will still be allowed by 2030, but only under very strictly applied regs. Not acceptable to your province, is it? Absolutely unacceptable. That that would basically be, be closing in uh, an industry that, as the Premier said in your, your opening here, is the largest contributor to GDP across Canada. And how would that help anyone if if that $125 billion annually was cut down to half that or whatever? Uh, it just would se- severely hamstring our abilities to do all those other wonderful things. And again, I think the Premier said it very, very well that we aren't moving away from oil and gas. What we do want to move away from is emissions. And again, we really want the federal government to understand that we actually support that that goal, but let's do it in a way where we can achieve it and we can afford it and we can continue to fund the things that we need like health care and other social programs. You must spend a lot of nights banging your head against the wall, right? <laughs> uh, certainly, uh, that, is, that is one option. I, I'm actually <laughs> very thankful that our stakeholders and so many of our citizens in Alberta are really paying attention and getting involved and educating themselves on the nuance of these conversations because they are complex. Electricity is not quite as simple as, as some would make out. There's a lot of ins and outs of it. So um, I, I'm very proud of Albertans for being engaged and for listening to shows like yours and educating themselves and, and being aware of the conversations because these are important. Well, they do matter for the generations ahead. We're, we're all in this together. We have 6.8 million Canadians who are living in food insecure realities, including 1.8 million children. And that is, that's, that's the population of several provinces, if you put them all together. And that's unacceptable for, again, I keep saying this, but it's true. 40% of Canadians go to bed at night worried about their financial situation. 52% are within $200 and not being able to pay their bills at the end of the month. The numbers of people who are living in, uh, you know, shelters and and living in tents and living in their vehicles is going up. This is unacceptable. It's not something that we can that we can live with. Global News running the story today. Um, I just read it. A recent report from Deloitte Canada found only 14% of near retirees can expect comfortable golden years. The study looked at Canadians aged 55 to 64 and found those who likely won't need to rely on things like Canada Pension Plan after 65 at more than $900,000 in financial assets and likely own their own home outright. I don't know how many there are, but I know there are a lot of seniors who are facing difficulties. Minister, in your, um, in your, uh, uh, the letter that the Premier sends you, and uh, it's not an instruction letter. What's what's it called? The mandate letter. Yeah, the mandate letter. What what are you what are you mandated to do? What 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 does she want you to do? Well, very simply, what she wants me to do is make life more affordable for Albertans. Looking at some of these really key uh, items, and top of the list is utilities, the price of electricity, natural gas, and and the reason why that is so dominant in that letter is it's a primary input cost. It if we can bring the price of electricity and, and natural gas down for, for our uh, constituents in Alberta, it will lower the price of food because uh, grocery stores, grocery trains, they use a lot of electricity to 
keep their coolers running and their freezers running and the food secure. We all need food. We need it all the time. And, and that's a, a primary anti-inflationary tool that we have is bringing that utility cost down. It, it is impacted in our, our price of clothing. It's impacted in our price of housing. It's impacted everywhere. To be able to bring that down requires a significant amount of effort and understanding of a government and, like I said, a complex industry where we can increase the stable supply, we can decrease uh, the generating costs, the transmission distribution costs, the the billing costs. One of the reasons why we have asked so urgently for the federal government to remove the carbon tax from utility bills because that's it's a driver of that uh, that inflation. So th- these are things that we are we are working on in every sector, but none more dominantly than than utilities, which have such a domino effect in every other area of our life. Mm-hmm. Saskatchewan is poised to no longer collect the carbon tax on the first of January. Premier told us that. Premier Mo, just over three weeks. Is there a provision in the Alberta Sovereignty Act to do the same? Not at this point. It's, it's a little different uh, for Saskatchewan. Their utility sector is uh, governed by the Crown Corp, Sask Power, and, and they have a lot more determination. That we have deregulated uh, a large portion of our electricity utility, and so we don't have that option. We, we are not um, able to ask those entities to do something that would be against federal law. We would have no way of being able to protect them. So that's why we have to go to the federal government with that. And that's why we are trying to utilize uh, the Sovereignty Act in a way where we can protect Albertans to a greater degree than, than we've been able to do yeah, so Isn't it stunning, really, that this federal government, which is terribly suffering in the polls, this federal government uh, that um, is not listening to Alberta, is not listening to Saskatchewan, I find it really stunning and, and knows that Canadians are having great difficulty making ends meet, just being able to, you know, my standard joke, it's not a joke, my standard line about inflation has been, it's when you go to the gas station and the grocery store in the same morning and you can't afford to fill up at either. Uh, it's stunning to me that they don't, that they can't just say, okay, we get it, let's work with the provinces. Let's make this work to the betterment of Canada. There are many, hundreds of countries in the world who would feel blessed if they had the natural resources that Canada has. And yet here we are. We're, we're not using them. We're not selling them. We're, we're, we're actually just uh, sort of de- degrading them. And it's, it's stunning to me that we have a federal government that behaves in that manner. Minister, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. Thank you. Thank you, Roy. It's a pleasure and honor to be on your show today. Oh, I hope you'll come back. Hope you'll come back. Will do. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.